BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, I'm Whitney Port and this is With Wit. A lot of you may know me from reality TV and the reality is a lot's happened since the hills. With Wit is dedicated to having real, raw, and occasionally ridiculous conversations with the people who have had a profound impact on me. Life-changing moments, life-changing people. Because on With Wit, very little is off limits. Hi, everyone. Welcome to With Wit. How is everyone doing? I hope all is okay. If not great, things are a little crazy over here. Timmy and I are both recovering from a bad stomach bug. It's going around. He's feeling a lot better. I'm starting to be on the mend, but I'm so excited to share with you guys this episode that I recorded before I was sick. So I'm much peppier and excited. I got to interview a fashion design icon, someone that I've looked up to for years and years and years. And she's just the coolest, the coolest. Her name is Norma Kamali. Norma is an iconic designer who was entirely self-funded with zero debt, which is something very rare in this industry. Not only even in this industry, in any industry. It's so impressive. She has been impacting the fashion industry for decades. Do you know Farrah Fawcett's red swimsuit? Well, she did that. Do you know Rihanna's sleeping bag coat? Yep, she did that too. Well, now on top of her fashion empire, she has a book called I Am Invincible that is a mantra for women taking them through every decade of their journey and guiding them to live their best, healthiest, and most fulfilling lives. We talked all about it, her design process, how she views aging, how she utilizes trends and data, and so much more. Also, use code WITHWIT at normakamali.com to get 10% off full price items. I'm heading there right now because they have actually this cutest set. It's a black tank with a little pink rose in the middle and then these floral print to bell-bottom pants. They're so cute. Anyways, Thank you, Norma, for the code. Thank you, Norma, for your time. It has been such an honor. Here is Norma. I really am so excited and honored to be talking to you just because you've been a fashion designer icon of mine for years. I feel like you just really understand the woman's body and have been able to develop silhouettes that can just look great on everyone. And you've also had some major iconic moments of some amazing women wearing your pieces that have really shed light on your craft. And so I just wanted to start by getting to know you a little bit as a designer and like how you got into it, how you started and, and like what was Norma Kamali when it first started? Well, this is my 55th year. 
of designing. I mean, it's so crazy. Amazing. And what's even crazier is that I, I love it. I mean, I still love it. So I don't know if it means that, you know, I don't have a lot going on up there and I'm easy to please, but it's not, uh, it's, it's not. not really that. I think that fashion through each decade changes dramatically, even though trends come back and forth, but the reason for fashion through each decade is very different. And women's body types are different from decade to get to decade fashion body types. If you think about the influence of Twiggy in the 60s and 70s, she was, she had no muscle, no anything. She was boyish. And it was the first time after the 50s and 60s where there were corsets and everything that the body type of fashion changed. And now there are so many other influences we work out. A lot of people are thinking about body, tone, fitness. That affects fashion. It affects the kind of clothes uh, people wear, the amount of swimwear that's used, not just to swim, but as body suits and uh, as part of clothing. And then even the Kim Kardashian influence on fashion now, too, is very relevant. So through the years, I've sort of evolved as a designer. When I started, I wanted to be a painter. I really was very anti-fashion because at the time it was madman fashion and it was very corseted with matching hat and gloves. And I wasn't that person at all, but my mother was very clear about the fact that there would be no funding of a painter in her house. So I fortunately got a scholarship to FIT for fashion illustration and a painting scholarship as well. So I was able to continue, but this time I was drawing the female form in clothing. So I took anatomy, studied the body, studied how fabric draped over the body. Wow. Michelangelo was my god. I had, you know, that was to me the ultimate of art and beauty. And then when I graduated from FIT, I had a horrific job interview. I felt really good about my portfolio, but I went into the garment district and this guy was eating a tuna sandwich with his feet up on his desk when he interviewed me. And he, and I knew he was the power in the room. I was 19, you know, I was like, I wasn't even 19. And I thought, I have to get this job. My mother will kill me if I don't get this job. And he said, put your portfolio down and turn around for me. And I was like, oh my God. And I turned around and I was so humiliated and embarrassed that I did that. And I ran out, I mean, crying. I grabbed my portfolio and I remember I was wearing stockings and I tore my stockings and my pumps were clippity clapping. I remember every minute of it, it was so devastating. And I said, I don't want to be in fashion. I want nothing to do with those people. So at the time, if you looked in the New York Times classified section, you could find jobs. And there was a job available 
at Northwest Orient Airlines in their office. And I don't know how I got it because I still don't know how to type. I don't have any office skills. And I got the job and I traveled to London. I traveled the world, but I traveled to London round trip every weekend for four years. And London was just beginning to go through this incredible explosion of color, music, art, everything. And I was there. I met all the people that are the people you think of in these that time. And I brought clothes back, opened a little store. And then about by 67, I had opened the store. By 68, I had already started designing clothes that I felt I wanted to see and making clothes. And within six months to a year, I had a full page in Vogue and a full page in Bazaar. And I thought, they're going to find out that I don't know anything. This is I was so afraid of it, but excited at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got into it. And I was married very young because that's what you did. You didn't live with someone. And right. 10 years later, we were, you know, who are, who are you? <laughs> and what are we doing together? Right. And it was very difficult. It was not a great marriage. I had to walk away from it, from a company that I built, from all of the great fabrics I collected. And I had $98 to my name because part of the power of that relationship was that he controlled the money. Mm-hmm. And I just had to leave. And that was the beginning of me discovering that I had to learn about business. I had to figure out how I was going to get to the next place. And I was extremely shy. That was an awakening. Right. That was, that was a big awakening. And now a word from one of our brand partners. So Annie and I actually worked with Havenly to redesign our home offices. Annie is director of operations for our company. And you've heard me talk about her a bunch. Basically, Havenly is the number one online interior design service that makes it easy to create the home you love. Right now, there's an exclusive offer to design your first room for only $99 with promo code WITHWIT at havenly.com. I can't recommend this enough. The process was so easy and convenient for both of us. First, you take an online style quiz to figure out what vibe you're feeling for your room. Then you get the opportunity to share specific inspiration, needs, and budget before you get matched with a designer. Havenly recommends a list of designers based on your inspo. Finally, you'll work one-on-one with them to create a design for your room, incorporating new pieces with those you already have and love. In the end, I had a whole new room to shop from directly off of Havenly. I kept my desk, but got a new chair, shelf, rug, so much that works so well together with my style. They package everything for you. So easy. Havenly handles the ordering, shipping, and delivery logistics for you to sit back and relax. Visit havenly.com and use code WITHWIT at checkout to design your first room for only $99. 
I recently spoke with Tina Anderson, the founder of Just Thrive on my podcast. The big takeaway from our chat was that our gut impacts everything. Your gut houses up to 80% of your immune system, meaning a healthy gut is truly the gateway to feeling your best. With Just Thrive Probiotic, it's now easier than ever to give your gut what it needs to thrive. Just Thrive's breakthrough, an award-winning probiotic, is the only product on the market that's proven to turn your gut into an antioxidant factory. Yes, this probiotic produces antioxidants right in the gut, meaning you get maximum immune, digestive, and total body health support. It's vegan-friendly, gluten-free, dairy-free, histamine-free, and non-GMO. The best part, you can open the capsule and sprinkle it into any food or drink. Just Thrive has been loudly endorsed by some of the most significant health luminaries, including me. This company is changing the game in the supplement industry. No fake marketing, no claims, just honest, scientifically proven results. So if you're looking for the best in gut health and immune support, Choose the clinically proven award-winning power of Just Thrive Probiotic. Save 15% site-wide at justthrivehealth.com by using promo code WIT. Justthrivehealth.com promo code WIT. Back to Norma Kamali. You have the Farrah Fawcett red swimsuit, which is like so iconic and I think still produced, right? And then the Diana gown, which is now like, the new Carrie Bradshaw dress. And I feel like you've just been so amazing at being able to design pieces that have stood the test of time. Do you feel like any of those moments with those big women have been like pivotal moments in your career that have propelled you to where you are at? I've been very fortunate from the beginning of my career where celebrities and, uh, even athletes and people who have recognition have worn my clothes and not because I gave it to them because they, I couldn't afford to give clothes to anybody. Right. Uh, Like what was, that's what I'm wondering. Like, how did that marketing, like how did the bathing suit get in Farrah Fawcett's hands? And like, he bought it. Yeah. He just, yeah, she just bought it. And I, I even asked her because I hated that swimsuit. (laughs) I was just, I was literally just testing the fit in the store. I only made six of them. Mm-hmm. And then when I saw it on the poster, I was like, oh, my God. And, and I, I said, Farrah, why? You know, she came in the store after the poster. And I, I said, why that swimsuit? And she said, I had it in my bag. I was with my friend, a photographer. And we always talked about doing a poster. And we've taken done photo shoots and we did that and and I had it on and it worked and right I mean clearly her smile and her body and everything was the reason that poster was a success but the but point being that I was very lucky that that sort of kept the momentum for me and so when I left I borrowed money from, I couldn't, women didn't get bank loans at the right, time, right? especially a fashion designer woman. Mm-hmm. No, that's mm-hmm. not a good, no, no, no. So friends, family, I borrowed money. I opened a store and I did a collection of swimwear and I was doing cover-ups and I swam a lot in, in my youth and through that period of time. And mm-hmm. I would wear my brother's 
gray sweatshirt when I got out of the water. And gray sweatshirting wasn't typical anything in a woman's ready-to-wear collection. Mm -hmm. And I did some cover-ups out of gray sweatshirting, but then I did an evening gown, a suit, a jumpsuit. You know, I ended up with 36 pieces in gray sweatshirt. And and that collection, um, I showed women's wear and they said, don't show anybody else this. You need to get a partner to help produce this in a big way. And I did it with Jones Apparel and it became a global collection. And that was when I think people heard the name and started to recognize it. And then I had licenses and that was sort of the next phase of my career as, as a, you know, on my own and my new logo, since I couldn't use Kamali by itself was on my own Norma Kamali. Okay. On my own Norma Kamali. And then the on my own dropped and it just became Norma Kamali. Right. Right. So the Diana gown, which has now become known as like the Carrie Bradshaw dress. I have this dress. I'm obsessed with this dress. I love it. I have it in just black because I think that it's like just one of those dresses that I'll probably have until I can, you know, hopefully I can even wear it at 70, but you know, it's like a timeless, effortless dress. I want to hear more about this dress. So I, I also have the dress in black and I was just at a wedding in Los Angeles uh, weekend before last. And I wore it to the dinner before the Mm -hmm. day before. And I wore it with these cowboy boots that I have that are very chic and elegant. They're like stretchy all the way up the thigh. And I wore it under the dress with a leather jacket. So, and I'm 76. So, but clearly it can be interpreted a lot of different ways. For sure. But I've seen pregnant women in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, such a great assortment of women who interpreted the dress for themselves. I did it originally in 1973, and I did it without the bodysuit underneath then, and out of of a fabric that was more typical of the time. And, you know, fabrics have evolved tremendously Mm -hmm. since then. And it was very successful then. We sold a lot of them and it was, it was, it just looked great on a lot of people. And I remember in the late 80s, early 90s, I thought this is a good time to do that dress again, but I'm going to change the fabric. And I had this incredible fabric that was like butterfly wings. It was so thin and light. Mm -hmm. And so I did the dress then and and there's a gorgeous picture in Vogue um, of the dress. And, and it was, again, pretty successful. A couple of years ago, I thought, I feel like that dress with a bodysuit in it would be so cool. The drapery could fall and it could be like a swimsuit where you can wash it and make it really easy. And so I did it again with the bodysuit, which obviously makes it easy because you don't have to think about anything Mm -hmm. and it 
sold right away. And we found that our accounts kept asking for more colors, more colors, more colors. We want exclusive colors. You know, Revolve wanted exclusive. Netta Porter wanted, everybody wanted exclusive colors. Forward wanted exclusive colors. So we started doing an incredible array of colors. And of course, black consistently sold. And then there was this big supply chain issue, right? And we were like, oh my God, oh my God, how are we going to deliver these? We finally figured a strategy, and then Sarah Jessica Parker, photo of her in the dress, and we were like, oh, my God, no. And then we had to re-strategize again, and um, I saw her not too long ago at a restaurant, and um, she came over, and we had a conversation, obviously, about the dress and some other things about the clothes that she's worn of mine through the years. Mm-hmm. She's actually been wearing a lot of my vintage mm-hmm. as well on the show. So uh, we had a fun conversation about the Diana dress. Yeah, it's so amazing and iconic. And like going back to the aging aspect and obviously like, you know, aging in fashion and aging emotionally and spiritually, you have a new book, I Am Invincible, which is all about aging with power and like aging gracefully. And so just wondering like how that came to be, like what motivated you to write something like this? Um, The book is really a book about healthy lifestyle. And in, in the premise of this healthy lifestyle, I started to look at aging and the decades. And I remember when I turned 20, my mother, actually when I just went from, you know, I'm not a teenager anymore phase, my mother said to me, Norma, it's all downhill from here. And I started crying. I said, oh my God, I'm going to be old. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be old. And I think that was such a revelation when I think about it, that we think about old in so many contexts. So that's yeah. one, you're not a teenager. Now it's real if you're an adult. And then you can easily get aged out of the dating market by 30. If you, if you go on to any dating site and put in that you're 29, you'll get a response. If you put in 30, the response is completely different. So now aging out of the dating market at that, I mean, like that's crazy. It can't be. Mm -hmm. And then, and it goes through our lives. You can get aged out of the the workplace. You can get aged marriage. I mean, I always feel this yearning for relevancy and like, how do I continue to stay young? And because it feels like that's what the culture appreciates is youth, right? So then we then think it is and our, we start, I don't know, at least for me, yeah, I look at it, I'm like, I put limitations on myself. I get scared for, for certain ages. If I don't have this by this age, what will yeah. I do? It's, it really limits you. And it's really a mental state. Yeah. Quite frankly. 
I mean, I guarantee you that one of the key words you just said is relevance. Mm -hmm. If you, if you're relevant and you're aware of things that are going on in the world, but also things that are going on in the world around you, where you have, you have the ability to change, improve, help, fix, all of that is so important, but healthy lifestyle is really the core of it. Because if you can stay fit and healthy and not resort to all kinds of artificial looks of youth, which really are aging, they really are sad. They make you feel bad. And the more you can do to naturally feel good about yourself, if you wear clothes that are holding you in under your wardrobe, you're going to feel like I'm not good enough. My body's not good enough. So thinking about what you eat and working out and being active really gives you that self-confidence, just like the kind of diet you eat or the kind of diet you feed your children. You want, you want, you want them to be healthy. You need to be healthy. And you're, sense of self improves greatly when you do feel good about yourself. I think the book, I Am Invincible, is really saying, no, I'm not invincible every day, but there are days when I'm invincible, where I feel good in my body, I feel good in my head, my hair, my skin, everything's working, and I get it done. I get it done, and I feel good. Having more of those days is really part of the power that you pull together where age, you defy it in a way. You really can defy age if you're relevant and you're active and you feel good in, in your body. And that's, I mean, it's not complicated. It's actually pretty simple. And right. feeling, feeling strong in your head, loving yourself, mm -hmm. which is not a narcissistic thing, but really loving yourself draws other people to love you too mm -hmm. in a healthy way. Mm -hmm. And then and then aging doesn't interfere with it. It becomes your power. And now a word from our sponsor. If I could travel every weekend, I literally would. If you feel the same, you need to check out TravelZoo. TravelZoo is a trusted source for top-rated travel deals and lifestyle experiences. Their team searches for the best experiences for their members while negotiating the best prices. I love traveling, but the prep for it can be super stressful, especially when I'm the one that has to handle it. It's literally in our vows that I'm responsible for booking travel for the rest of our lives. There are are so many hotels and varying rates to look at. And if you don't have notes going, your head could literally start to spin. TravelZoo takes that away. They share their top accommodation recommendations, including featured hotels that are four plus stars. What a dream. They share high quality deals to top bucket list destinations like Maldives, French Poly, Galapagos, South Africa, and many more. I mean, how cool would it be to go to literally any of those places? I'm looking at photos of the Galapagos right now, and all I want to do is go snorkeling and hang out with those cute animals. 
Anyways, Travel Zoo inspires members to get out and travel to destinations that might not be top of mind. Becoming a member is free and simple. Every Wednesday, you'll receive an email featuring their top 20, which features 20 of the best deals they currently have available. Visit www.travelzoo.com slash sign up to become a member. I'm here with a critical reminder. Mother's Day is just around the corner. Don't forget to pick up the perfect gift for your mom, grandma, yourself, or a friend. We all deserve a special treat this year. Everybody has been working harder than ever to make it all happen. Don't stress about it though, because Macy's has you covered with their gift finder. It's an amazing source to find amazing gifts at any price. Check out great ideas at macy's.com slash gift finder. They have gifts for every budget. So whether you're looking for like the coziest slippers for under $25 or treat mom to something luxe like these new pair of Prada sunglasses that I want to get my mom. Moms, don't forget to treat yourselves for Mother's Day too. We 100% have to show ourselves love. And now I'm definitely getting my sister Paige this ninja kitchen system. She is on the go a lot and loves smoothies like me. Does a mom, aunt, or friend love breakfast in bed? Spoil her with the amazing Breville espresso maker and more top-notch cookware that she deserves. When I say they've got something for every mom, I really mean it. Fitbits, Godiva, candles, wine glasses, pillowcases, fashion and fine jewelry, handbags, so much. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder to make this Mother's Day an especially memorable one. Now back to the chat. What are some pieces in the collection right now that you're obsessed with that you feel like we should know about? I can tell when a collection is being shipped and what I end up wearing myself. So actually this, this jacket is, it's so Yeah. It's a, it's a, vintage patchwork quilt but it's digitally printed so it's really sharp and very dynamic and I have a couple of pieces in this and I have fishtail pants in it I have a bias skirt in it there there's I think if you look at the website what you can see is that there's a range of things from swimwear to workout clothes to ready to wear. The site is so cool, by the way. I just went to it as we're talking about it. It's so cool. It's it clothes to have fun in that feel good on and you can wash. Nothing is dry cleanable. Everything you wash so that you don't have to subsidize it. It's not a pet that you keep feeding every time you send it to the dry cleaners. Plus, I'm still not a believer that dry cleaning is is a good thing that i i do believe washing and being sort of realizing that a piece of clothing can last a long time mm-hmm. if you keep clean and you make it easy on yourself so totally so the collection really is very broad but it's it's meant to be timeless and to have fun in right I mean, it all is, I, I love, you were just talking about the fishtail pants. I have the, them in black as well. Those are pants. They're so comfortable. 
your your sense of fabric in my head i when i think of you i think about like your fabrications and your fit and especially your bathing suits i remember i was in harbor island actually and i came across one of your black one pieces it was like scoop neck very thin right like you know like very thin yeah. here and then the cut and i was just like this woman just knows how to cut things like fit for you. Like fit has always been something that's so important to me that I think gets overlooked. Does that play a huge, fit, yeah, fit. huge, right? I, yeah. My days are fittings, fittings, fittings. Yeah. Fittings. Right. And I have a team that I train personally mm-hmm. and they are obsessed about fit and we we make all of our patterns uh, in our sample room, and the and that original pattern is an approved fit pattern that I approve. And then any factory that works with us has to match it. We give them the pattern. We give them all the information. So fit is critical. And like I said, I studied anatomy. Right. And that really. In, and who would have known, but that really has played such a big part in the way I design clothes and the kind of clothes I design. Mm-hmm. And when you go and sit down to design, where do you draw your inspiration from? And like, what does your process look like? Well, you know, a lot of what I do is, first of all, if you're a woman and you're designing women's clothes, you're very aware of how we feel in our bodies, right? That I'm very aware of it. And I think about that. I also think about current events and what is impacting the way we shop. And I also think about the fact that a good proportion, maybe 85% of my clothes globally are purchased online. And so our e-commerce business globally is where most people see my clothes. So how that garment, that dress, that style is photographed, what the fabric looks like, why am I doing this very extraordinary printing? Because when you look at it, you're looking at it on my website, you can see the color, the detail, the styling. So how it photographs is really an important part of the process as well in a different way that you might design if it's purchased in a different way. Right, like on a hanger in a store. So my clothes are so much better to be seen on bodies than they are on a hanger. But my approach to each collection, because I don't, go shopping and copy what the trend is or I, I've never done that and I don't design that way. I look at what I've done in the last collection and what was new that I created there and how I want to bring it forward. But that becomes one part of it. I look at the fabrics that I'm choosing for this season and and they are all very inspirational for me. And I, I think about how, how many ways this piece of clothing can be worn. 
So it has multi-purpose. And I think about the timeless quality of each of those pieces, because I think that that's really important. The way you described the Black Diana you have, yes, I want you to wear it forever. I mean, why not? You right. should be able to that. Each collection to me must be relevant in the moment. However, because I have 55 years of archives of designs, I can, I can think about or look at something. And this season in this collection I'm working on, there were a couple of styles that I just saw as we're archiving. And I thought, oh my God, I love those. I should do those now. Yeah. And so I'm doing them now, but I'm tweaking them for mm-hmm. today. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it's a lot of fun doing that too. Yeah. And I find it interesting when people say, oh, I love Norma's vintage so much. And I think, dear, Norma's vintage is timeless. And a lot of it is some of my swimsuits have been made continuously. My sleeping bag coats, I've never stopped making them. So mm-hmm. it, it's, it's a process that evolves. Right, right. I love that you say the fabrics first too. I mean, specifically as a designer, in working with various production partners, I'm always like, I need the fabrics first. Like I need, I can't just like kind of think, I don't know, like I need to know the fabrics because it's all dependent on how the fabric lays. Right. So that's one. And then I also like that you said that you don't, you're not necessarily not that you're not looking at what other people do are doing, but that you're not just trying to see what like the trends are mm-hmm. and then make them your own. Like you're yeah. really staying true to your own sense of style. How are, have you been able to do that? I feel like sometimes the hard part, and especially with relevancy in fashion is like knowing what other people out there are doing. Like how can you find the balance of being aware of what's going on out there? So you're making smart business decisions, but not letting it overtake your own creativity. In the end, authenticity and a unique take on what you do is Mm -hmm. the key. Mm -hmm. And a lot of Um, You know, I speak to a lot of designers who are new, but also some that have been designing for 10 years. And the the question I always ask when they're in sort of a hitting a wall or feeling like, oh, my God, things just feel off to me. I always say, what makes you different from everybody else? Mm-hmm. What is it not that makes you the same? What makes you different and unique? And do you own that? And are you confident behind it? Because you have to be. And then what is that authentic core that you're going to carry through with you? And can you get behind that? If you get those two and you stay relevant with what's going on, being curious, talking to people, finding, looking at everything, seeing what's happening, what's happening in the world, you know, whether it's the the effects of a war Mm -hmm. that 
it that I mean we're watching it every day on TV. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This it, this has impact on us. That color he's wearing has an impact on us, right? Everything has an impact. How are you absorbing that mm-hmm. and filtering it through your authenticity and then creating something that's unique that you that people people are like yearning for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that will, I think authenticity creates curiosity, creates interest. And there's a sense of power and command that you have over your brand when you can feel that. And, and it's tough, you know, it's, it's tough, but all I can say is the longer you do it, the easier it is to be to understand that. I can look at any collection after 55 years, anybody's collection, and I can tell you if it's new or unique, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 55 years. If I can't tell you if it's new or unique, then I obviously have a problem. So right. I have access to that. And so I use that for me too when I'm looking at my collection. Is this is this new or unique or is there a sense of this is connecting what people want right now? Mm-hmm. That's the hard part is like you really want to be new and unique, but then there's like this business side of it. And I'm sure you've dealt with that. Like the other people, partners that you work with that are looking at the financials and looking at the data and they're like, but this is what's selling. And this is the color that's in right now. And this is what you need to be doing. Like, how do you kind of like shut that out and filter that in? Cause it is important too. Like you have to Very, listen to yeah. those things. Yeah. So, uh, so when, um, OMO Norma Kamali, mm-hmm. I have not had a partner or an investor or anybody. I don't owe any money to anybody. Oh my God. So, yeah, exactly. Now, I'm not saying it hasn't been painful. Right. <laughs> that sounds also <laughs> extremely stressful to have it all on your shoulders. However, however, it really was an incredible opportunity for me to understand that I need to have closed that cell so that I have the ability to express myself creatively, right? I have to pay the rent. I have to pay my staff. Yeah. How am I going to do it? So one of the things that is really important is getting all the data for me from our website, from other, from our accounts, from my sales staff feedback constantly. We need more of this or the people want bright colors or whatever that be. I give me that, give me it. I want to know everything when I'm signing the collection. I don't want it after. Right. I want before and give me the data now Uh so that when I'm designing the collection, I address all of the things that 
people are asking of me. Right. I, I look at the feedback uh, from people to our info app. I read them all and I actually even answer them where people will have ideas of you should do this kind of a swimsuit for women who have big busts. Like, what do you mean? What you're talking about? Let the, I may not want it to look exactly like what they're showing me, but right. I get Oh, okay. You need, I understand now what you mean. Mm -hmm. So always asking questions. So the people who are the money people who want to see the figures, those are the people that you should say, I want to have a meeting, a Zoom meeting, maybe once a month to discuss the data, what's popular, what's going on, what do I need to know? And then take it, and some of it is going to really piss you off because it's going to be like, what? Yeah. You know, you're crazy. I swear. And trust me. And these are people I'm paying in my company who are telling me this. It's not, it's not, you know. And so then I sit with it a little bit and I don't let myself react. Like, why? How? What are you talking about? That would be ridiculous. I like, okay, breathe. Let me think. About it a little bit. I give myself time for it to gel. Mm -hmm. And then I come up with my interpretation of that. And I find myself enjoying being successful at some of these ridiculous requests. That are yeah, I'm, I feel the exact same way. <laughs> like some things some areas that I've diversified that like people are starting to really love, like stuff that is certain specific things that I'm doing that I'm like, really, you like this, but like, okay, let me figure out a way to make it where I love it, to, where we can all love it, you right. know? So yeah. it's like, I guess that's it. It's like, it's kind of a collaboration between you and your customers and your community with you, you're leading yeah. the charge and it's your aesthetic, but you obviously want to like build the community, not just have a business. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have had the best time talking to you. I could pick your brain forever. I'm going to go on your site right now. I want to look at everything. And I also want to like Google some vintage stuff, but I, I adore you. And oh, um, thank you. I'm so appreciative. Where, where can everyone find you on Instagram, your collection, your book, everything. Just plug Norma Molly and um and the book is on our website. It's also on Amazon. Um I I really I have to say I think for people that follow you, it's you're at such a critical age. It's so there's so much going on at your age. And I think the book could be super, I usually don't say this by the way, but I think the book would be really, really interesting as a handbook for yeah. people who follow you. And I would love for you to kind of look at those decades because it, it's really simple information and there's a lot going on in this age group, right? Yes. There's a lot happening. Our brains are really busy right now. 
really busy time and it's a really big like growth period I find like you're really trying to grow all this stuff so that in the next 20 years you're more comfortable to not have to hustle so much but yeah I will definitely 100% take a look at that and I urge everyone here to as well for sure because yeah you're heading to into your 40s yeah when you're in your 40s I can't believe that that's when you that's when you that it's great yeah. That's when you, that's when you monetize your brand, right? Mm-hmm. So you have a lot you need to get done before yes. then. So there's pressure, but you know, meditate, you'll do it. Yeah. You're gorgeous. Thank you're, you. Thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. I'd love to hear what you think and anything more or even less you'd want to hear about. Tune in every Tuesday for a new episode. If you want to know more about what I'm up to, you can find me on Instagram at Whitney Eve Port, my website, WhitneyPort.com, and my YouTube channel, Whitney Port. Peace in the streets.